Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Almighty God, we thank you this morning. We just bless and exalt your holy name. We exalt you because you are such a good and a loving Father. We just come before you, Father, for instruction with the mind, Holy Spirit of God. That you come into us, communicate to us, and reveal to us your mind, your intent, and your purposes, and give us strength even as we go through these sections in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be sharing with us on what I call facing the challenges of life. Facing the challenges of life. Almost everyone, everyone is is got one challenge or the other. That is something, as long as you're born of a human being, if I just said it, that everyone born of a human being is born into trouble. You can't avoid it because you're a human being. Hallelujah. As long as you're born into this world, there is an issue you face one way or the other. But the question is, how do you face those challenges? How do you face them when they begin to come? I mean, the challenges can come in various ways. Marital challenges, financial challenges, health challenges. The question is, what is your response to all of those challenges when they begin to come your way? Hallelujah. When they begin to come, because they will surely come. But how do you respond to them? Praise God. You see, it's easy to say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. But when things come... That is how we'll be able to know if you truly the confession you made is true. Hallelujah. Come on, is anybody following what I'm saying now? Yeah, when the challenges begin to come, that's why we'll be able to know if that confession you made yesterday is true. And remember this, anytime God gives you a word, he gives you a challenge, there's going to be testing. The word of God is tried seven times perfect. That means it's pure. And that's why he realized that when Joseph began to have the dream, the testing came, the challenges came. What's the next thing that happened? Just because they had a dream, hatred came in, driven and you know, put into the pit, sold into slavery, became a slave boy, got into prison, all because he got a revelation from God. My question is, how do you face challenges when they come to you? Sometimes you begin to think that, oh man, if truly God is God, then why am I facing these things I'm facing? They told me if I come to God, all is well, all is smooth. So what am I seeing? What am I? You begin to think. You begin to have different conversation in your spirit. And at that stage, I'm trying to make you understand that you're indirectly denying God. You are indirectly complaining. You are indirectly murmuring. Just because you feel that the way and the things you are supposed to see, they are not coming the way they are supposed to be. But God is still God. He has promised one thing, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Can I hear an amen? God is still God. No matter your challenges, no matter the difficult things you're passing through, I am telling you God is still God. But the end of every situation you're passing through is glorious. If God is with you, no matter if you're going to be in the peace or in the prison, when you're coming out, you're coming out as a ruler. You always come out as a victor. Anytime, anywhere, any situation. So trouble should not sink you. Trouble will get you up into a higher decision. Trouble will bring you to a place of comfort. 
complete victory. But next week I'm going to make you see that. Remember in the book of Luke chapter 8, Jesus told the disciples, let's cross over. He is the one that told them to cross over. But what happened? When they got into the ship, storm came, wind came, the ship was sinking. Jesus was there. Don't forget, they didn't go on their own. He's the one that asked them to move. I'm not understand what I'm talking about. The Father, he told them to move, did not stop the challenges to come. The challenges came even though he asked them to move. You've heard so much about God and sometimes the challenges come, you begin to doubt if God is still real. But I want to make you understand that your Jesus is sleeping right on the front of your boat. You only need to recognize him and the challenges will disappear. Praise God somebody. I'll make you see that clearly next week. But let's look at this. Go with me to Exodus chapter 4 verse 21. What are the challenges you're facing? Is it because you feel God is not with you? That's why you're facing challenges now? Exodus 4.21 And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I put in thy hand. But I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. Oh, come on. I don't understand what this means. You want to take people out of Egypt. Are you getting what I'm talking about? How can you look at that kind of ministry? I mean, think about that. Let, you, should, you should be expressing success because God is sending you. Am I correct? But here he saying, you go, but I'm going to harden the heart of Pharaoh. He will not let the people go. That means God is bringing obstruction to even the calling of Moses. But that's the God we serve. Anytime there's obstruction in the vision he gave to you, is because you want to get the glory in the midst of the vision. Hallelujah. Are you following me? You just go, but I am going to harden the heart of Pharaoh. It's not because you are not good. It's not because you are not strong. It's not because you didn't hear me. It's not because you didn't believe in me. I am going to harden the heart of Pharaoh. Sometimes you discover that. When things are tough, you develop good muscles. That is why faith is important. Praise God somebody. Difficult things enable you to develop muscles, spiritual muscles, faith for you to be able to conquer. We overcome, the Bible says we overcome the world through our faith. Hallelujah. So here, God is telling Moses, I am going to harden the heart of Pharaoh. By implication, yes, you are going on a mission, you got a ministry, I told you, you seen the vision so clearly, but there is something I'm going to do. And at the end of it, I am taking the glory. Praise the living God somebody. Are you following me? Alright, look at chapter 14 verse number 8. So that you don't begin to doubt your calling, your marital status, you begin to wonder, is it God that really spoke to me to marry this man or marry this woman? <laughs> you begin to doubt because situations are tough and hard. But see, there is something God wants to do in the midst of that terrible situation you are facing. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. And the Bible says, And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with what? A high hand. Hallelujah. God just wants to show Pharaoh something. And anytime difficult situation comes your way, God wants to tell the devil, I am still alive. Hallelujah. God wants to prove to the devil that you belong to him and that he wants to make you a glorious, victorious person in the midst of those kind of difficult situations. Anytime the devil stares his face at you, he's getting ready to sink. How many of you understand? 
when Pharaoh finally stopped pursuing the children of Israel, ran to the Red Sea. You know the story of the Red Sea? Hallelujah. What happened? We are made to understand Pharaoh and all his chariots and people. What happened to them? They drowned. God is just setting up the devil for destruction, for making him to be hard at you in the name of Jesus Christ. I am saying the means of what you are facing now, the victory is already guaranteed. You are going to come out stronger and better than you were before the trouble came in. There is no issue on your life that God is not going to resolve. There is no difficult situation on your life right now that God is not going to resolve. I am telling you, the God we serve is still the God of yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't forsake his people. No, no, no. He doesn't abandon his people. No, no, no. He allows the issue to come for you to believe that he is a living God. When trouble comes, you turn your face to the Father. When trouble comes, look back unto him. Just let him know that you know very well that he is alive. Give him the conviction. Give him the faith. Give him the trust. I know God you are alive. You still watch. You know I am going to come out of this in a victorious way. And so shall it be for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Again, the book of Romans chapter 9 verse 17. Romans 9 17. For the scripture said unto Pharaoh, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. For this purpose. Glory to God. So how, why did God raise up Pharaoh? So that his name may be declared throughout all the face of the earth. So Pharaoh had a ministry, but we didn't know. Are you there with me, somebody? Even so, the devil that seemed to pursue you has a ministry, but you didn't know. And everything the devil is trying to do, that's what I'm saying. God is going to get glory out of it. Hallelujah. Whether it's your finances, whether it's your marriage, whether your husband... Whatever it is, God is going to get the glory out of the situation. Hallelujah. No matter what happens, friends, God is still alive. Hallelujah. You know, Moses will have been so discouraged when the time he started telling the people to come out, and yet Pharaoh will not allow them to go. You know, people doubted Moses. If God really spoke to you, and that is the situation with you sometimes, this God you are serving, you told us when you serve God, things are going to be easy. When you serve God, when you come to serve God, things, but look at what you are doing now. Look at the condition. How do you imagine that the God you say called you is a true God? That was the case with Moses. But God was behind the scene, and God knows exactly what he wanted to do, and God understands that the victory belongs to him, and the glory belongs to him, God himself, all about the face of the earth. Every day people talk about Pharaoh. How? When you talk about Pharaoh, the next thing that you're ending up is that God got the victory. Hallelujah. So no matter what you're passing through, can I tell you something? God is going to get the victory, and he's going to glorify God. He's going to exalt the name of God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright. Again, I want us to look at the book of Exodus now. Exodus again 30 verse 17. Exodus 30 verse 17. I just want to encourage us. Some of us are going through pressures. And then you're losing hope. But you don't need to lose hope. You got to understand that people have even passed through the same road that you are passing through. And they are still standing strong. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Exodus 13, 17. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, 
But God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Let peradventure the people repent when they see war and return to Egypt. This is a problem. Hallelujah. Anytime you face a difficult situation, guess what? Guess what? God told them, God will take them to the promised land. Is that okay? Now, here was it. They could pass through this route and get down to where they are going to. But he said, no. If they see war, they are going to return back to Egypt. So going to take a longer distance. You know what happened? Some of the problem you fail to solve, they prolong your day of victory. Hallelujah. Some of the success you should have attained to, you have because of the issue, the problem, the difficulties, what men have said about it, what people have told you about it, you have not been able to push on to get to where you are supposed to be. Even God told you that. Reason is because you feel this couldn't have been God. But here is God. He saying no. I won't take them through the shortest distance because if they see war, that means God intends you to encounter some difficulties sometimes. And that will also quicken your movement. If they are going through the period of war, they will have got into the promised land earlier. Now they wanted it to be on east side. Anytime you want you to get it quick without getting through difficult time, you are likely to prolong your days. Hallelujah. Are you following me? He said, I will not take them through the way of the Philistines because if they see war, they will return to Egypt. So what is that supposed to mean? This will cause you to return back to your old life, feeling that God can't solve your problems. You know what? People come to God sometimes and because they see this war, they see the difficult time, they end up going back. That's why you see people, they will come to church and get out of church. Somebody once told me, say, Pastor, I've been in church, I've been serving God. I'm trying to serve God. That's what the person was telling me. It's about every business I try to do. They all collapse. I put in a lot of money. I put in a lot of money into my business. I try to improve. I try to invest. But everything is coming down. I say, you set your heart. Do you think you're truly serving God? And God is trying to prove you. How faithful you seek and be. In the midst of no money. Because the excess of you trying to serve God. Is for you to make money. But you don't serve God because you want to make money. You serve him because he's God. And while you do that, money comes away. Hallelujah. I say, set your heart. You think about it. Because he was saying, oh, you see, what that man is doing, I tried to do it. It didn't work. I say, it can't work because you are not in the same state where the other man is. The Bible says be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the power of my dear son. Is that okay? You are in another realm. You must follow the principle of the realm that you are living in. You can't continue to live compare people with your life I want to do it the way they are doing it no 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 you try that you're surely going to fail and God will make you understand listen to me I need to go through a realm of warfare for you to come to the place of total victory it's always good to fight wars I want to make you see this difficult times are the thing that produces the very victory that God has in mind for you and anytime you come through that, you have a solid, sure foundation that no man can shake you from. Because no man is going to be able to tell you anything. You know for sure, I've tasted this hardship. I've tasted this difficult time. I've tasted this problem. So there is nothing new that anybody is going to tell you about. That is where your faith will be so strong in God. Now no man can tell you to turn back 
Listen, he said, if they see war, they are going to talk back to where? To Egypt. So many of us, we are back in our mind and our thinking because we've seen difficult times, because we've seen hardship, because we've seen problems, because we've seen issues that we think we cannot solve. And so our mind is going back. Is there still God? Can I still continue with God? Can I still serve God? Is there anything good in God? You are thinking in your mind, you've already gone back to where you're coming from. But I want to encourage you today. Now this war you are facing is bringing victory on your side. This trouble you are facing is bringing success on your side. The glory after this trouble is something you cannot imagine. For God himself will take all the glory. Hallelujah. You know when you look at the book of Hebrews chapter 12, the Bible begins to tell you when you read down. It says, for the glory that was set before him. Fed up, I said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. For the glory that was set before him, what did he do? He endured the cross. Listen to me. There was a cross for him. But on the other side of the cross was what? Was glory. And that's what we are finding difficult to come into. What are we finding difficult to come into? We don't want to go through the cross. We don't want to go through any pain. We don't want to go through any challenge. But I want to let you know that on the other side of every challenge is victory. On the other side of every challenge is glory. On the other side of every challenge is exhortation. If Jesus have not gone to the cross, the scripture will not declare in the name of Jesus, all knees shall bow, all tongues shall confess that Jesus is Lord. That happened only because he did what? He went to the cross. Anytime God wants to give you victory, if I show you something terrible that you must go through. Listen, if the people had agreed to go through the realm of the period of war, they wouldn't have stayed that long in the wilderness. Jesus had to get to the cross and get the victory on the other side. you got to take up your own cross and follow me. That's what Jesus said. And I've explained this some time ago. Listen to this. There's a difference between the cross God gives to you and the cross men give to you and the cross that you give to yourself. Three types of crosses that people carry. Hmm? <laughs> you, you, can, you can out of your own foolishness get into trouble and you think you are carrying the cross. You took the cross yourself. God didn't give it to you. What's the difference between the cross that you take that God gives to you and the cross you pick and the one men give to you? Every cross that God gives to you it shows you the glory. Listen. Before they go to the promised land, he asked them to go and get the fruit. How many of you understand? They went to spy the land, they brought the fruit. They tasted the fruit before they go to the promised land. If you don't see a glory in the cross you are carrying, it's not from God. It's either you took it yourself or men gave it to you. Are you following what I'm talking about? Praise the living God. The troubles of life from this passage of Exodus. The troubles of life will only delay your entry into the rest in God. But it can't stop you. It may delay it, but it can't stop you. But if you accept it to go through it, you will surely come to the rest of God. If only they had agreed to go through the warfare. They would have entered into Canaan in a quick move. But here they said, no, we can face the war. God saw their heart and told them to be a longer distance. So you're delaying some time because you don't want to face some issues. You know what? People like Bob Marley said the same thing. He said, he that fights our only way lives to fight another day. Solve the problem. 
Don't escape from the problem. Don't dodge the problem. Don't try to go around the problem. Face the problem with the strength of God. For he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. There is something in your life that will enable you to overcome all of the obstacles on your way. And any time you overcome an obstacle, there's a glory on the other side. Praise God somebody. The problem you avoid solving today, you will meet tomorrow. Yeah, I want you to get that. Hallelujah. Even though God said it, when they see war, they're going to go back to Egypt. Let me take them to another side. Does that end up saying that they never fought wars again? Even right on the promised land, they fought wars. They only navigate that of the Philistines. But when they get to Canaan, how many of you remember? Seven nations were there. They see how to fight wars. Without wars, you're not getting your victory. Hallelujah. That's why you should be strong. That's why you should be bold. That's why you have conviction in your spirit. And say, I know this is what I'm going for. Obstacles may be on my way, but I'm going to get the victory. Hallelujah. Amen. So the problem you avoid to solve today, you're going to meet it tomorrow. It's better you solve that problem. It's better you take care of that issue. It's better you handle that problem. It's better you sit down with it and sort it once and for all. Then you're free to go. But if you try to dodge it today, you're going to meet it tomorrow. Because those problems, those obstacles, they are the things that give you the energy, your strength, your power, and not just your victory, but what enables you to live the life on the other side. Praise God somebody. In fact, you can't make sure the word victory without warfare. Hallelujah. How do you say you have victory unless you are fighting? How do you say you have victory unless you are struggling with something? How do you say, well, I'm a victor because there was a warfare. No man ever thinks about victory without an obstacle. No man ever thinks of victory without a problem. But I'm saying, even if it is financial problem, all you need, look unto God. Get on wisdom. God will show you what to do. God will tell you what to do. God will equip you enough to be able to make those money that you are supposed to make. Are you following what I'm talking about? You can't escape an issue and think that you are going to be succeeding. No. Every victor is somebody else going through a warfare. Victory comes true because you fought a war. Hallelujah. Look at it. Judges chapter 3 verse number 1. Judges 3 verse number 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm seeing two vessels here. Two vessels. Two people. I don't know what he's trying to say. But guess what? The Bible talks about the house of the Lord. There are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. But this vessel I'm seeing there for honor. This vessel I'm seeing there for honor. Two vessels. Two broken plates. Precious things. God is going to bless somebody. God is going to bless somebody. I don't know what that means. But God is going to bring you to the place of rejoicing because something is coming to your life. Vessels of honor. Two. I don't know what that means. Judges 3 verse 1. These are the nations which the Lord left to prove Israel by them. Even as many of Israel have not known all the wars of Canaan. <laughs> Only that the generational children of Israel might know to teach them war. At least such as before knew nothing thereof. Can you get that? Okay, God said, well, they see what they're going to run away. So what did he do? He left seven nations to prove Israel. Did you get that? Deliberately. 
refused to defeat several nations so that the younger generation may learn how to fight. Life is a warfare. <laughs> you are not going to escape it. You want to get a victory? You are not going to escape it. You want to be successful? You are not going to escape it. God deliberately left these people never to take them away so that the younger generation who have never seen war before they may learn how to war. They may learn how to fight. Some of you need to fight in the spirit. You need to take your position and say, this is mine. You need to fight in the spirit. I say, I'm getting the victory. God is giving me this mountain. I'm not going to allow an enemy to occupy this mountain. I'm going to get you out of my mountain. You need to fight your way through life. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Remember, Proverbs 24, verse number 10. He said, if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. That means, God has allowed some adversities <laughs> to strengthen your muscles. There is nothing you are passing through now that you cannot get the victory over. You need some real muscles. Hallelujah. Praise God somebody. You need some real muscles. And God allow some enemies to be there for you. So that you learn how to fight. What is the fight? Fight of faith. Hallelujah. You must have your faith strong. That in the midst of this. I'm going to be a victor. In the midst of this. I'm coming on strong. In the midst of this. I am a victor. I'm Listen, I got the victory already. Before anything happens, I'm succeeding. You got to put your mind on that place. You got to be strong believing, not wavering. Hallelujah. You know, some of this what I'm talking about, they are the war of your mind. Just the way you think. How many of you know that Abraham actually had to fight was, apart from the war he fought because of Lot, one of the greatest war that Abraham fought was his thinking. How can an old man like me still bring for a child? Even though God made a promise. That was a warfare. Some of the real warfare you are passing through is your thinking. How can I at my age? How can I at my moment? How can I? All of those things is warfare. But that's where you raise up a standard and say, I know I'm going to get the victory. I'm getting to where I'm supposed to be. I am who God said that I am. You got to stay with God's word. You got to stay with the mind of God. I am saying with God, you are not going to sink. You are going to be up. Hallelujah. So God left seven nations. That's what teach the children how to walk. God is a warrior. Hallelujah. And if you are a child of God, you're going to be a warrior. That's why you must learn to pray. Learn to pray. Think about it. Learn to pray. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yesterday we got a miracle. I'll call it a miracle. You know. After I finished praying, and I'm doing some posts on Facebook, and they are dangerous posts because I know the kind of warfare. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting that. Somebody even contacted me from Zambia this morning. He said, hey man, I know where you are going to. I know what you're doing. All of those things. And he was, I said, no, 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 no. Not just that. And I know the kind of attack because of what I'm teaching. Declaring that there's nothing like a rapture. And it's a big issue all over the world. But who cares? If that is the truth, I'm going to declare it. And guess what? 
Somebody just send it. Can I get your account number? There is somebody that doesn't even talk to me. Somebody I know for some years, we don't even communicate. He just came on and said, can I get your account number? That's the only comment he made. Instead of that. I said, I can't know my friend you have I can quote you even if I'm dreaming. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you listening to me? And I just, I deleted it from the page and I have to go to a DM straight. I said, I have to remove the security reason. He said, I understand. So said, can I have it? I just sent it to him. The next day, honestly, I had nothing on me. We were so down and my daughter in school said, he needed money. I had no cover on me. And they didn't just give me. Can I get your account number? And the next thing, I went to my wife and said, something just happened. What is that? A lot. Amen? In the midst of the warfare, I'm getting the victory. Are you getting what I'm talking about? I am not going to be discouraged for declaring the truth. No matter who want to receive it, this is God's word. And I'm going to back out. I know I'm getting more victory, more favor is coming, more people are buying into it, more truth is being revealed. Men are saying, we love you. Do you understand that? There is nothing God will give to you that you're not going to fight war in. In your marriage, there's a warfare for you to fight. But develop some good muscles. Am I helping somebody this morning? Because I'm telling you, the victory is already there. There are those good muscles. And learn how to pray. Learn how to pray. It's so vitally important. You've got to learn how to pray. You pray true. We've got to have to talk to God almost all the time. Get people to understand what I'm talking about. Open your hearts. Is that okay? And the world is going. More people are responding to it than never before. More people. The things I've been teaching, far back 1996, 200, whatever the case may be, now people are receiving it because I've been able to enter into another realm. Before I declare it, I have to pray through. Before I send it out, I have to pray through. The heart of people have to be open. The devil have to give way. You know what Paul said? He said, a faithful door have opened to me. But there is one. That adversary, that adversary is going to stand there. In your marriage, your finances, Mama, mama, God is giving it to you, but there is this adversary standing there. That's why you must develop muscles in prayer. Are you listening to me? God have to give them these seven nations to teach them how to walk. <laughs> Praise God. So, some of the reasons, and then we're going to shut down. Why your life journey has been delayed? Right? It was because, number one, Spirit of fear. That's one of the reasons why your life journey and coming to the place of success and victory is being delayed. The spirit of fear. That is the most dangerous spirit you can ever imagine. Remember what God told them. He said, if I take them to the Philistine and they see war, they will turn back. So fear will grip them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, now go with me to Joshua chapter 8 verse number 1. Joshua 8 verse number 1. Hallelujah. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not. And I'm saying the same thing to you. You fear not. Hallelujah. Neither be thou dismay. Take all the people of war with thee. And arise, go up to I. See, I've given unto the hand the king of I, and his people, and his city, and his land. 
Fear not. Why do you think God will have to open up this statement with the word fear not? Because fear is the most dangerous thing. Before you go to war, if you're already afraid, they're going to be defeated. Before you face any problem you have right now, you're already afraid, you're not going to succeed. You look at life with fear, you're not going to go far. Are you listening to me? It weakens you. It deadens your muscles. It reduces you to nothingness. It takes away life from you. Fear is a dangerous thing. It's something you must avoid. And it's a spirit you must conquer. You got to overcome it even now. If you really want to succeed in life. Glory to God. He said, I've given you the land. But he saw fear in the heart of who? Of Joshua. By implication, even that which God has given to you, if fear is around there, you're going to lose it. You're going to miss it. Even though God has given it to you. But there's fear in your life, you're going to miss it. That's why you have to be bold as a lion. Oh, glory. Proverbs 28. Say the righteous are bold at work as a lion. You've got to be bold. In walking through life, and doing whatever you're doing, you've got to be bold. Take fear away from your life. Just stay and I'm going to succeed. Get into business. Be bold. Hallelujah. Look at verse 2. And I shall do to I and a king. I that did unto Jericho and a king. Only the spoil thereof and the captive thereof shall it take for a prey unto yourself. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind thee. Praise the living God. You have done some warfare. You've conquered some state. That's why listen to me. Oh, glory. You know what David said? Hey, you Goliath. I remember. I have to deal with the bear. I have to deal with the lion. You are just a human being. I'm going to deal with you. Your past victories give you strength for a greater victory. If you have not fought wars before, it will be difficult for you to meet a giant and defeat that giant. But you can rely on the victory you got before. So have you succeeded once in life? Have you taken a step and you succeeded? How did you do it? You can trust it and come to that same situation and say, no, the God who made me to succeed the last time is going to make me succeed this time around. That God who gave me victory yesterday is going to give me victory to know. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? He said, you did this to other kings, you are going to do the same thing when it comes to I. The victory is already guaranteed. Look back to what you did before. Think about the strength and the power and the victory that you got. And then you are going to execute the same thing without understanding. So what am I trying to make you understand? You can't get to your successful destination if fear is in your life. Praise the living God, somebody. Are you listening to me? All right. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you now. If I had stayed with the spirit of fear, we would have been in this place. If I had stayed with the spirit of fear, if fear had gripped me when they booted me out for the things I'm teaching, I'm, you know the story, right? I, I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here either. You wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have you be talking to if I had stayed with the spirit of fear. How oh, praise the living God. Are you listening to me? These are the only people that stood with me. My elder here and the wife and a few other people. I mean, think about that. You lose your job. You have nothing to think about. You can't go back home. You can't go forward. No job, nowhere, nothing. Just get out. Even with a job that you're doing, successful job, boot it out. But if fear have gripped my heart, 
I will not be here today. If Christ have built my heart, I will be traveling in nations. If you have built my heart, I will never be. I know two or three persons that all of us started ministry together. Fear of how do I succeed? Fear of what do I eat? Made them never to step into full-time ministry. They keep in their job, but they never can hear anything about them today. They are in the village. They are in the city, wherever they are. Doing the teaching job, they are, some are retired, but you can't hear anything about them. Fear! When fear grips your heart, you are not going to cross River Jordan. When fear grips your heart, you are not going to cross the Red Sea. Is anybody following what I'm talking about? And you need to get all of this thing behind you to get to the success, the very place that God has ordained for your life. I am saying there is victory on your side. There is success in your future. There is glory in your future. Fear must get out of your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Number two reason why there is a delay in your journey of life. Your thoughts. This is vitally important. How do you think about your life? How do you think about your children? How do you think about your wife, your husband? How do you think about the business you are doing? What kind of thoughts always, you know, pop up in your heart? Thought of failure? Thought of disappointment? Do you compare people who have never succeeded and say, oh, well, this person did this business, he never succeeded before. How am I sure? Already you have failed. Already you have been disappointed. Already you can't move forward beyond that level. Praise God somebody. Are you listening to me? I want you to get this part right. Your thoughts are so powerful. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Are you thinking about tomorrow? How are you going to fail tomorrow? I mean, is that what you think about? You are not sure about your tomorrow? No, no, no. I need to come back home. Your tomorrow is guaranteed. For I know the thought that I think towards you. Thought of good and not of evil that you may have what? An expected end. God's thought towards you is that you're going to be glorious. God talked towards you is that you're going to succeed. God talked towards you is that you're already a victor. You're already succeeding. You're already winning. God talked towards you. Stay with God's thoughts. Know it to yourself. Recognize it. That because God talked good thing towards me, I will think good thing towards myself. And because God said I have a future, I know I have a future. And because God said I'm going to get the victory, I know I have the victory. Whatever thing God says about me, that is where I'm going to stand. Praise the living God. Your thoughts are powerful. That is why God have to rebuke Abraham. Abraham, walk before me and be that perfect. You know what that means? Get matured. You think it below your age. <laughs> Praise the living God. So walk before me. I am the one that promised you I'm going to give you a child. No matter your age. It doesn't matter. Even if you are 150, you're still going to have a child. Because the word of God cannot return to him boy. Hallelujah. So come on. Walk before me and be thou perfect. You have to rebuke him. Why? His thoughts were draining his life. His thoughts were draining his energy. I don't know if you are getting this. Praise the living God. You know, for those of you who are married, let me tell you something here. You go to people who do psychology, counseling, whatever, and maybe you are a man and they say certain things are happening and maybe you are unable to meet your wife. What will they tell you? He said, when you want to go meet your wife, don't ever think that you can't perform. Psychology. That means one of the things that makes you not to be able is the thing where you think. You're already weak. You're already dead before you approach your wife. Your head. Hallelujah. It sends all manner of signals to the entire system of your body. 
Are you getting what I'm talking about? Sometimes the way you think about your life is what makes you sick. <laughs> I don't think I'm fine. Yeah, your body will begin to respond. You are not fine. You should be able to know you are not fine. Your body is not speaking to you. Because you say, I don't think I'm fine. Yes, you are not fine. And your body will respond to that. And what's the next thing? Of a truth, you're going to break down. Your thoughts, energy flows into your body. That destroys everything you are supposed to be. Because of the way you think. That's why your mind is so powerful. That's why your heart is so powerful. So keep your heart with all diligence. Stop thinking wrong thoughts about yourself. Don't think negative thoughts about yourself. Stop thinking failure about yourself. Is anybody following what I'm talking about? Come on, look up and see the glory. And see the future. And see something coming to you. See glory coming towards you. See you being a giant on the face of the earth. Standing strong and tall in the midst of people. See it. you get it. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? Number three thing. The people you see and the estimation you have of them as against yourself. Anytime you see people better than you, you've already said, I can't compete. Mm. I don't know if I get in that. The way you see people, you remember when I went to the, to the promised land to scan, I mean, despite how they came by, what was the report? The people there, they were giant and were like what? Grasshoppers in there. The way you say, that's the way the enemy sees you. So when you're in the midst of people, say, this one is better than me. This one is better than me. This one is better than me. Everybody you see is better than you. You never can be anybody. Because that's the estimation of yourself. That's the value you're giving to yourself. Is anybody listening to what I'm talking about? Oh, because you're not driving a car. That man is better than me. No, 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 no. That man was not born with a car. He got a car along the line. You will also have your car along the line. That one is better than me. The way you estimate yourself in relation to people is what reduces your success. You look at people, oh, that one is better than me. Oh, I'm not a good person. That one is better than me. <laughs> Are you talking about Mike? Mike is richer than me. <laughs> you know, I can't compare. What's wrong with you? Oh, glory to God. You're reducing yourself, you're degrading yourself, and every confession you make brings you to the level of that confession. So anytime you face somebody is always better than you, you never be able to ascend to the level of that individual. Praise the living God, somebody. The way you compare yourself with people determine how far you can go in life. Because it reduces you. Praise God, somebody. The four things upon to reveal to you new ways as a result of trouble. Trouble leads you to inventions. Trouble leads you to inventions. Anytime there is a problem, you are thinking of how to overcome the problem. You know, science or what do they say? Is every problem is a matter of invention or what it is? Is that what it's talking about? Anytime there's trouble, somebody thinking of solution. So any problem you have, there is a solution for it. And God is going to cause you to devise means to escape. There will always be a way of escape from that problem. God wants to allow you to devise things that you have never seen before. To overcome the problem that already you are having. The problem are there so that you can find means to overcome them. That's why you go back to God. He show you ways. In the night, dreams, revelation, vision comes. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? Some of you are going to get victory today. I'm telling you, because by the time I finish praying and I nail down, I've just meditated, the Lord gave me a scripture. I don't want to share that with you. 
But I know that you are already getting the victory by this message. Are you listening to me? So the way you estimate yourself is so important. That people are failing doesn't mean you are going to fail. Hallelujah. Come on, is anybody know what I'm talking about? Even if in your family certain things are happening to them, it can happen to you. It is not enough reason for you to believe that what happened to somebody in your family will happen to you. You can't believe that. You are just estimating yourself with other people. Your value is precious. These five fingers are not the same. Am I correct? They are not the same. You have to understand. In your family, you are not the same. You don't have the same blood group in the same family. Am I correct, somebody? Why do you compare yourself with somebody? You can't. That's why you're dying. That's why you're failing. So fear comes in. You begin to estimate yourself with other people. And then there you are. You can never make progress in life because you see that man is better. That man dies, so I'm going to die. The other one is suffering from headaches, so I'm going to get it. That one has humpbacks, so I'm sure I'm going to have humpback. God forbid. You're going to know. Listen, you're going to be a special species in your family. Hallelujah. Are you sitting there with me? Praise God. Let me show you this and then I'll quit. 2 Corinthians 12 verse number 6. 2 Corinthians 12 verse number 6. I'll teach you fully on this issue of the throne of the flesh. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth, but now I forbear lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, all that he heareth of me. Verse 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a what? A thorn in the flesh, and a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. I want you to cast something from here. God can so raise you. Now let me finish reason. Go verse number 8. For this thing I beset the Lord three eyes, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect word in witness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ might be made and may rest word upon me. What am I trying to say? Why did Paul come into this level? Just to humble him. Some of the things that you are going through, is self-exhortation. God wants to use some things to humble you so that you can be cool. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying now? He said, he got a lot of revelation. If you read from verse 1, he was taken to the third heaven. And he saw so much that, man, not even a minister could see such a thing. And so, for him not to exalt himself so much, God landed him with the thorn of the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to humble him. So some of the problems they are passing through is the spirit of pride. You've got to come down. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You may not even know. You know, you see, <laughs> let me tell you, pride is not for only rich people. I'm, I'm sure you know that. Pride is a spirit that you can pick. It's not for only rich people. Understand that. That's why you see the man pushing truck on the road. When you, you like horn your own, you will tell you what, what did they do? What did he do? He's just putting his truck. Are you getting what I'm talking about? You put in the horn, pam, 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 for him to clear. You say, why did I worry you? <laughs> you understand that? 
His pride is there. For him, he owns the road just like you do. Even more than you. He will tell you, you know the sea road, you know the sea road pass. They will worry you. There's nothing you can do about that. So pride is not for rich people. It's for individuals. Everybody can be a proud man. And the worst part of it is when you start walking in that level, God hits you with something serious that will make you not to think about who you are. So some of the reasons why we are not where we are supposed to be is nothing but the spirit of pride. And God had to hit Paul, I mean Paul, with this powerful angel of Satan just to humble him because of the revelation that he was having. Are you following what I'm talking about? So what am I trying to say? These are some of the reasons why you are not getting to your promised destination. The fear, the level of thinking in your life, your estimation, spirit of pride. Think about that. Hallelujah. God uses this thing to humble you. That's why you can't relate with people. Some of you can't have fellowship with other people. Some of you say, oh, she's not my equal. He's not my equal. Whatever. All of those things. And that's where you're going to be. You can't go beyond that. God will humble you and settle you to such a way that you understand, amen, something is wrong with my life. And that's the spiritual pride. No matter how much you have, no matter how far you've gone, no matter how much weight is in your pocket, humble yourself before God. Let the glory be unto God. Let him know that he's the one responsible. You are not the one responsible. You are not the smartest man on the face of the earth. That's why you became the richest man. No. You are not the best man in the business you are doing. That's why you have the money you are having. Recognize this fact that God makes it possible for you to be who you are. Are you listening to me? Anytime your wealth, your resources, your revelation comes into your head, you are inviting the messenger of Satan, a throne of the flesh, that will humble you. That will bring you to the place where you begin to say, Oh my God, why am I here? And God will answer you because of your thoughts. I have to bring this to you so that you can be humble. You see, you are made perfect what? In witness. When you are weak, then you are strong. Hallelujah. Is anybody following what I'm saying here? I needed to get this part, but what am I trying to make you understand? You are succeeding. I say you are succeeding. I see success before you. I see light before you. I see a greater light before you. Come on, stand up, somebody. I see you walking into victory after the service. You get into place the things you were never thinking about before. God is going to begin to reveal them to you. The things you least imagined before. God is going to make them, make you see them. Yes, every thought in your heart that is contrary to who you are, you are going to begin to reverse it right now. So I just give you a few men to pray. Just begin to talk to God. What have you been thinking about yourself? What have you felt about yourself? No, no, no. You come to the place, man. I'm supposed to be married. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be that. I'm supposed to have my children. But something is wrong. I've not had them. I am telling you, you are going to have all of those things. Just begin to focus right now. And remember what I'm trying to share with you. Take away the spirit of fear from your life. Take away the spirit of doubt from your life. Take away the spirit of unbelief from your life. Get to that place of knowing. No, if God be for me, no man can be against me. Begin to talk to your father. Begin to talk to your father. Begin to talk to your father right now. Talk to your father. Talk to your father. Talk to your father. I just needed to talk to God. Yes. The victory is already guaranteed. You are going to get the victory. You see what? God spoke to him, to Joshua. Fear not, Joshua. Be bold. 
So take away the spirit of fear from your life. Whatever thing that is holding you back right now, take it out of your mind. Whatever thought you had about yourself, take it out of your mind. Anything that reduces your personality, your, your grace, take it out of your life right now. I'm going to walk in that victory that God has ordained for you. Don't tell yourself you are sick. Tell yourself you are strong. Rainbow Zambataka. Even though, don't tell yourself, I feel this, I feel that. No, no, no. Get the victory with your tongue. Get the victory with your pronouncement. Where do you have your mind you want to be? Begin to think about it. Mm. Think about it. Think about it. Where, where do you set your mind on? Do you have expectation? Do you have expectation? Is there anything you're thinking about? Do you have expectation? Now set it up right now. Do you have expectation? Do you have expectation? Is there anything you think you need? You want God to do for you? You've been planning God to do for you? You've been meditating? Think about it right now. You're walking to it. You're taught to get into the victory. Begin to talk to the Father. Begin to talk to the Father. Handa roshoka reborsonto haria. Begin to talk to the Father right now. Yes. Look at it. God spoke to Joshua. Go. You're going to get high. Don't be afraid. What is it that God has said before you? You are getting there. You are getting the victory. You are getting there. I'm saying you are going to get there. Oh my shanto kariya haka. God is giving you the victory already. Today is a new season, a new day for you. You are moving to a new season, a new way of life that will continuously produce success and joy in your life. Move on, people. Move on in your thinking. Move on in your mind. What do you look for? What are you looking at? What are you thinking about right now? The victory is guaranteed. Open up your heart. Open up your mind. And say, I know I have it. I know I have it. I know I have it. I know I'm possessing this land. I'm possessing this picture. I'm giving it. I'm receiving it. Just talk to the Father. Remove doubt. Remove fears. Remove unbelief. Take it out of your mind right now. Take it out of your mind right now. Take it out of your mind. And that individual with those two vessels of the mind that you receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the glory of God come upon your life. Let him become your real light, your guide in the day and the night. Receive the glory of God. Let his presence come over you. Let his strength come over you. Let his mind be revealed to you. Let his thought be revealed to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. See you walking into victory. See yourself succeeding. See yourself gaining ground. See yourself getting speed. See yourself receiving strength. In the name of Jesus. Yes, we shall rejoice with you. Yes, we shall sing with you. Yes, we shall sing with you. We rejoice with you. For this victory, we rejoice with you. For this glory, we rejoice with you. In the name of Jesus. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. Yes, for this victory, we rejoice. In the name of Jesus. You have it. 
Believe it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. All hard grounds are broken up. All hard grounds are broken up. All hard grounds are broken up. Fruit is coming out of this ground. Fruit is coming out of this ground. Fruit is coming out of this ground. In the name of Jesus. For the enemy, his days are numbered because of your sake. His days are numbered. Every Pharaoh that have been standing without knowing that God allows them, their days are numbered in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. All Pharaohs are to be drowned. All Pharaohs are sinking. All Pharaohs are failing. All Pharaohs have their jobs trapped. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you precious Father. Bless and exalt your name. For in Jesus precious name I pray. Amen. Come on, give a shout on Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.